Hi, my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and the sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. We're the Harry Potter podcast that talks way more about any other franchise. Here, we use the sorting structure from Harry Potter as a common language without supporting the author or her beliefs. As for the sorting itself, there's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. According to us. Uh, According to us. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Sort of Brilliant. We are uh, diving into a show we've already talked about once before. So if you haven't watched our first Mythic Quest episode, what are you doing? Watch it. Yeah. There's a lot to see. It's so visually stimulating. (laughs) Stimulating. Do you, I you forgot feel, who we were for a do sec. You, do you yeah. as a podcast host or like other podcast hosts out there, do you guys ever feel like so ridiculous being like on my episode, this episode that I recorded of my show? Because I like, have to I have to tell you um, yeah. on Face Jam, shout out to Face Jam, my own shout personal out. favorite podcast uh, where Rachel's male twin speaks every biweekly. They but, sworn on <laughs> me. <laughs> there can only be does, one. He does not know who she is, but he's her exact counterpart. Um, but sure. they have this they have this like running joke all the time because people complain because most of their content is video. Yeah. So the podcast is just audio. Okay. So people are like, we want to see you. And they have this running joke where they like they totally like they destroy the audience. Like every time they talk mm. about it, they're like, Oh yeah, you're so dumb that you need a visual in order to be able to see me wow. speaking into a mic. Like, yeah, I love that. Can like, you guys picture have me, me. On face jam? <laughs> Let me know when a good time for you is to. We're have good me at on. eating food. We'll eat the food in somewhere other than Texas, but we can eat the same food. That's true. I'm not going there. Or like so, fly us to Texas. I but you know we can talk across Zoom. It's fine. Like Lauren and I are right now. Yeah. Um. Which you don't see because it's not a video. So sorry no. to say. I, Take but back I'm the word saying, watch. like, I just feel sometimes so ridiculous. Who, knew, like, who knows if we even look like people picture us? Do our voices match what we look like? I don't, I don't know. I refuse to listen to my own voice if I can mm. help it. I hate Me too. that. That's the other thing, too. I know that's, that's pretty common, though, but I just am curious if anyone else feels like strange going, ah, oh, my show, my episode. My, my this, my How that. How many like, people who know. make podcasts do you think listen to our podcast? Um, like three, maybe. Okay. Like three. So Megan Carla, our yeah, friends who we could just, we could just tweet <laughs> or DM or text and ask them this question. We're asking um, them on the air. W- well, we're in <laughs> Guys, the reach pre- out. We're in the I lost pre- your phone uh, number. Can you let me know? <laughs> we're in the pre-fame era right now. Eventually this is going to blow up. <laughs> and when people go back the through our back catalog. After we get extremely famous. That reminds me, Rachel and I are going to be on another podcast that has nothing to do with fandoms or anything. (laughs) How interesting. So much of my life revolves around fandom things. Like, how strange. We will end up speaking about Supernatural in this podcast about personal relationships. It's a little sick, but our personal relationship came from Supernatural. So, like, that's true. You know what? It's always valid to come back to that. And I didn't friend zone you for it. No, you didn't. Or did I? I did friend zone you. I didn't ghost you for it. You didn't ghost me. Yeah. yeah. I said, sorry. I, I did cannot, pursue her romantically. Guys, we cannot be lovers. <laughs> that was a joke. I didn't pursue her romantically. I think I was engaged. At wow. I don't want people to think. Um, you were not engaged. Either. You got engaged no? after you met me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. Remember, you tried to get me to tell you that your boyfriend was going to propose to you. 
Oh yeah. my god, boyfriend, how weird. Mm-hmm. So strange. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna save all that commentary for the Oh yeah. The love and yeah, we should. Because that was the first time I talked to George. You like introduced us in a three way chat because we were talking about hockey and I like made you watch right. a hockey game. Yeah. Right. And then George Facebook messaged me. I remember this vividly because I was in the computer lab of my college getting ready for a course that I was taking on um like the storytelling of video games or whatever. Mm. But he fucking Facebook messaged me and was like, hey, look at this ring. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> sounds like time I spoke to him yeah. without you present. Yeah. And it was like immediately after I met him. Yeah. He is sure is quite the Ravenclaw. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love I, I love talking about Ravenclaws and like their different systems and everything. And I was trying to talk to him about his and he just completely zoned out. Like he can't even, he, he doesn't, he's just like, I just, I know what I am. I don't need to dissect it further than that. And I'm like, that's very Ravenclaw of you. I know what his system is. I know me too. Hear it. But it's he's like, like, I live it. I don't need to hear about it. It's, it's like success oriented. Um, yes. But it's so interesting. Like he, a very specific definition. Of it's in, it, but it's interesting because every Ravenclaw, like you could say that, there's a few Ravenclaws that we know of or like know through media where we can be like, oh, their system is like freedom. But you can say, but there's so many different aspects of freedom and wanting to live a free life. It could Voice. be happiness, joy. It yeah. could be just like living on the moment. So it, it's really, really interesting. Hopefully Creativity. we get to talk about a Ravenclaw today. Hopefully. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Foreshadowing. I don't know. Uh, we I are talking don't about. don't think his system is a very happy one. <laughs> Um, we're talking about three amazing, amazing characters from Mythic Quest. I, it's just like, it's the same thing with, um, when you hear Lauren and I talk about It's Always Sunny. We will try our best to (laughs) give you smart commentary, but we're just probably going to be laughing and falling over ourselves, dying laughing. Because it's that kind of show where it's just so smart and funny that it, every line is so good that it's hard not to just cry laughing throughout the whole thing or and then Those like immediately switch to crying like randomly crying over something real and then you're back to laughing and it's ridiculous again and it's just so uh, sunny community and mythic quest man they're a different breed of tv but we will do our best to um bring you an intelligent conversation just no promises because we really really <laughs> this show's too funny um we are talking about brad david and joe we already talked about Ian and Poppy, as I said in the beginning, in our television yes. episode of Sort of Brilliant that you can go view, um, where we already discussed Ian is a huge our Gryffindor, Poppy's a huge Slytherin, and the way they interact with these three characters are also very their houses, the way they interact back are very their houses. So we continue to just be right about <laughs> everything. So more more to come on that. All the characters. Yes. Um, who's your favorite character on Mythic We always agree, too. I think I told Jen it was Poppy. Poppy? I know she, I know she asked that question. Interesting. I I don't know. I like Poppy a lot. I love Ian, but like I don't know. It's like I don't know. You your does your brain ever freeze up when you get asked like favorite questions? Oh my like, god, what's your yeah. favorite? You're like even I was thinking yeah. about it. I was like mine's obviously Brad. No, <laughs> mine's obviously Joe. No. I thought yours was Joe. Mine's Ian. Yeah. No. <laughs> like I can't I I think I'm most entertained by Joe. Mm-hmm. So it, that, you know, for me, I don't know if it's a Gryffindor thing. Um, you, if you tickle my brain the right way, you're like, just shoot up to the top of the list, especially if you make me laugh. And nobody makes me laugh more than Joe on that show. 
Because mm-hmm. Ian's just so fucking ridiculous. And so yes. is Brad. And Joe yep. is too, but Joe's a specific flavor of ridiculous that it's like, it's unlike any, I don't know who to compare her to. I'm I, so I, I interesting don't. for you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we'll talk about why that's interesting for me. Um, lots of interesting, actually, topics to be brought up in this one. We're going to have to agree on the order here. We never talk about this beforehand because we're not professional at all. No. Um, actually, we just talked about what houses we both we thought yeah, all these characters this were in. Has like been on the docket. Rachel for was like, "Wait, we, are we going to argue? What do you think they are?" Yeah, I'm like, we should probably present as a united fr- a front, unless you want to fight. Let's go. Like, I would prefer not we to. Though fought in a very long time. No, the last time we got close to a fight was Harry, and that wasn't even like nobody. I don't really even. Th- I think we did handle that very maturely, actually. Yeah, no, because nobody cared. Like the the fir- the first and only like fight we've had it was is right Jack. The beginning. It was Jack, and I also think none of us were super invested. It turned into that because we started insulting each other like right away. Yeah, I know. So we gotta, we got- but we've grown. We've grown so much. We have. We've matured. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think Distance so. It was from the Jack show Supernatural, and it was yeah. the dude from Fireman Show Nine One One. We fought over that one too, but oh, again. And- that became yeah. a personal thing. So this is the thing, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it just devolves into, like... Rachel's like, are you calling me dumb? Are you calling me dumb? And then yeah. she will not move. No, because then Lauren's like, yeah, because she knows it's going <laughs> to make me mad or, like, make me more angry. Um, so it's just, obviously, it's never... I'm not going to let that go. I'm just not going to let that go. You that know? one was fun, though, because we had an audience. We had Haley, that who is funny. so easy to flip-flop. And then we had <laughs> Ellie, who was sitting there as the Ravenclaw Devil's Advocate, mm-hmm. like... So I agree, but what if? Yeah, <laughs> you're oh, like Ellie. So fun. Pick somebody's side. <laughs> so fun. Um, even when she disagreed with me, this is what I enjoy about Ravenclaws. Like she wasn't insulting me when doing it, so I <laughs> let that go. I was like, I completely respect that opinion. And Lauren's not like, what the fuck Ravenclaws, do you mean? Though. No. Well, come on. Which the ones person do we're we talking not about lie? today would not not insult you. <laughs> too much away. <laughs> You're giving too much away. Um, shh. I love the Ravenclaw we're talking about today, though. That that would be okay to insult me. They are hot, so it's fine. Um, okay, let's just talk about one of them. You have mm-hmm. to pick, mm-hmm. Lauren. You I, have to. Do pick. you want to start with David? He's the boss. Oh, he's the boss. The wolf. Yeah, he's their boss. Oh, the wolf. David. He is the wolf. Answer the questions inverted. <laughs> David is, as Dennis Reynolds would say, a soy boy beta cuck. And <laughs> um, there's simply no getting around it. He. <laughs> I really want a David backstory because I don't know how he got the position he did. That's I don't know if he question. knew. I don't know if he knew Ion beforehand or if he came in. Because here's the thing with David. Like you come in, right? And yeah. David's like. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. You have to listen to me. I'm the boss. And clearly, like, Ian's the one who is in charge of this company, even though he's, like, technically his position is creative director. And David is the manager overseeing the entire department. He is the boss. And he, like, he knows. So there um, there was a point where he was, like, trying to hide from the execs in Montreal or whatever. And they were like, you know, like, David you know that you don't have any control over anybody here. And he's like, I know that, but none of them know that. And all of them do know that. But he's like, he's trying to fool himself so hard into thinking that he like, he he's going around like, I have no control, but at least I'm like 
making them all think that I do. Yeah, okay, so so like, I really don't. Do his face. Like, you have no control. I don't get that. I don't get that about him <laughs> because he's so willingly admitting it. Like, like Joe will straight up say to him, you know, you don't control I. And he's like, I know that, but he doesn't know that. I don't want him to know that. Like, David, I knows. You know that he knows. Everyone yes, knows that you're he not knows really that in control. He knows. Everybody else knows that so he's not in control. So he's yeah. just happy to live this way. <laughs> yes. I would be like, damn, bitch, he you live is. like this? What? I don't understand. <laughs> he is. Here's the thing about David. He Say like, it. Okay, he's, Say what he is. He's a, he's a Hufflepuff. He sure he's is. He's like, I have a role to fill. and <laughs> But Lauren, and, he's not filling the role. No, this is I what's know, confusing. But, like, but that, because that's, he's like, but that's, the type, that's like just, that's where the personality comes in, where it's the type of person he is. Like, he's spineless. So he's like, <laughs> he's like. Got him. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I am going to fill the role that I've been told to fill, even though it's clearly like all a farce. Like, I'm not doing it. And even though I know that everybody knows that I'm not doing it, I'm just going to go around saying that I'm doing it. Like, that's all I can do at this point. That's all I can literally do. <laughs> he literally, even on a very small scale, when he thinks he gets wolf and he's just so annoying about it <laughs> to everybody. And he gets jacket and he gels back his hair. <laughs> he's, he's so annoying. And then he's in like, the back of the room on the windowsill. <laughs> they're like, they're like, David, why are you here? You liked your result. He's like, because I'm a lone wolf, baby. I'm not going to sign the papers. <laughs> I like to... um. When I'm making like graphics for the show and whatever, I go through their wikis sometimes to get like the official picture. And I was mm-hmm. looking at his official picture and it just said wolf under David, but in parentheses <laughs> himself. And all of his fucking nicknames are himself. <laughs> and he's totally okay with this. Like any other house would have such a fucking yes, problem with is, this. I know. Or like being like, like how lame is it to assign yourself? Games because nobody else will do but it. But he doesn't care. Him. Like no, no shame. No, because he's like he's like hell if nobody else is gonna do it. Like I have to make this illusion. Ha- like you know. Like so. I, I wonder if our but, Hufflepuff friends who are podcasters would answer my question now by saying no. I have no problem saying my show, mm-hmm. my episodes, my this, my that. Because I'm gonna mm-hmm. make it work. Whereas they don't have like imposter syndrome. That's like, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. No. Like that's the thing about David too. Like. Because he is totally spineless. So you're like, there should be some there should be some problem for him here, right? Like right. He, and he does have insecurity that we can bring up. But like there's like when like Joe is his assistant and even when she's his assistant, she's like, No, I wanna help Ion because she likes the power or whatever. Yeah. And he literally is just like, Joe, you're my assistant. like he's still bossing her around, even though she's clearly not listening, like he's still bossing her around. And then even when um, she becomes Brad's assistant, like, officially, he's still there, like, you know, Joe, you could always come back. Like, you know, like, he's just, he's just, and he would. He would take, he would her, take back. her back. Yeah, he's so, like. But it's, it's the same with his fucking wife. It's so, yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, his, or, like, in the first season when he's, like, Ian and Poppy fighting or just, like, his divorced parents and he's, like, yeah. the middle child. He's, like, the child in the middle with no siblings, like, trying right. to, like, he's just, like. He's it's so weird. It's almost like a paradox because he's like he's Ooh. he's he's backboneless, but he's like confident and it's about so, it. It's so but he's not confident. It's just he's so he's so comfortable in his patheticness. Like yeah. he's just so okay. He's just with it. He, he's okay. You know how some people are like he embodies I'm, who he is. Like I'm not like, living, I'm existing. Yeah. He's doing that and he's completely fine with it. Like that statement is a problem for most people. He's cool with it, just existing. He, he's just like, he's just like all the time. And like, people are like, 
kicking him when he's down. They're like, haha, your hot wife divorced you. She's taking your condo. Like, haha, that's yeah. hilarious. And he's like, yeah, man, it's happening. So this is what I'm doing next. Like, oh, you know? man. Like, it fills me with such rage on his behalf when I'm watching and I'm watching him get roasted. I'm like, stand up for yourself. Like, what are you doing? But how can you stand up for yourself when you're then like so pathetic in the next sentence? Like, he is. And he's he's just, just so okay with it. Totally fine he's with it. He's just so okay with it. I like, think he, the only thing he has a problem with. You know what? No, not even. He. I mean, he really wants to continue to be allowed to say I'm in charge, even though he's not in charge. He just wants to be able to be there in the role to be able to say it. It doesn't right, matter that role. it's true or like, not. Yeah. He, yeah. he just wants to be there to be employed, I guess, by this company um, and be the fake pretend boss that just nobody having, respects. Just having the role, like having the name, like having the title. Right. Because like, I, I think I remember an episode where he's like really proud, like his own office or whatever. Yeah. Like he's, it's just like having the trappings of yeah. the role. Yeah. I think he doesn't even, need that. Because even like when his wife is kicking him out of the condo, he's like, oh yeah, dude, I got a sweet new pad, like a bachelor pad. I'm dating this woman that lives like an hour and a half away the or widow. whatever. <laughs> yeah, the widow. <laughs> like, like he's like, yeah, man, like I'm living it up. And like, he's just so, I also know, like I was thinking about too. So David, so he like, he does have this boss role, but when it comes to like actually making a managerial like decision, he does it. As a group of people, he has to have the validation of the people around him, like his community. He needs the people around him to go like, this is the right decision. Like when they do um, when the, the like Nazis take over the server and they, they do the whole. Out. Yeah, they do the whole like DEI group or whatever. Yeah. And he's like going around. Collecting he, and people. he actually gives everyone a voice and puts every single one up there. It's like Nazis mm-hmm. Antifa. And he like actually yeah. puts them up <laughs> next to each other. And you're yeah. like, David, you. There's yeah, a distinction, no. like what? It's like no, he's like anybody that hates anything is going yeah. up there. It's like, and Brad's all going, your yeah. thoughts are valid, even Brad, though nobody going, respects me and mine. Brad's going through them like homophobes. He's like, yeah, they hate gay people. He's like <laughs> misogynist. Like yeah, hey, they hate women. And then he's like pedophiles. And he's like, yeah, they hate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I you see it on such a smaller scale, like his whole. Um, I don't know if we can call it a paradox, but his whole shtick of being okay with not being respected. Just I in, don't think it is like, a paradox because there's no par like he's fine with it. He's yeah, okay. He's just there okay no with paradox. it. That's yeah. so weird. Um <laughs> but, but in the episode with the with the wolf thing, because once it gets outed that he's not actually a wolf, what is he? A he's butterfly a butterfly. Or a mouse. Yeah. He's oh it's a mouse. Oh I, I, I he's one of them. He's he's like a pathetic little creature. He, no, he's a butterfly because Brad's the mouse. Okay. Because yeah, like, yeah. doesn't even talk about it. He's like no, that's actually not true. I'm a wolf baby. And he just backs up and then <laughs> and waits like, oh! for the elevator. <laughs> like awkwardly. All these moments that would make your soul just die to live. And he's just elevator. like, nope, I'm a wolf baby. And they're like, you're absolutely categorically not a wolf. And he's like, oh, but I, it's not, even, is it denial? Like what? No, I like, he's like at the point where he does not. Like he does not care. He like, doesn't care. He's kind he's of so beaten down. He almost reminds me of um you know Mean Girls, um Regina's mom. Like yeah. I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. A cool mom. <laughs> he definitely is like the male equivalent of that, like in the workforce, like I'm not a regular boss, I'm a cool boss. He, he just, just like, yeah chooses to ignore that like he knows he's not respected or cool and he knows that everybody thinks that and he's just like I'm just gonna act he just the wants way. to be nice he wants people yeah. to think he's nice 
He does. He has that whole thing with Joe and Brad where they're like unmotivated, where he's like doing the cookie thing. He's like, when you do a good job, you get yeah. a cookie. And they're like making fun of him. But by the end of it, both of them Working. are kind of into it. Yeah. yeah. Like they're, he's like, when you do a good job, you get rewarded. What do you like? <laughs> like, you know. I think his issue is his lack of confidence because he's constantly not taken seriously and constantly beaten down so bad because he does have some good ideas. Obviously, he wouldn't be in the position right, or like, if he wasn't good at it. Right. Or when he um when he stands up to Montreal because everybody's bitching about like having to work overtime or whatever. Right. And so he's like, fine, I'll go ask. And he gets fired immediately. Yeah. So like he does stand it up to them and then like immediately gets fired and then is like <laughs> crying and like Ian has to ask for his job back. But, like, oh, my God. But they do. They want him there. They just want him there to. <laughs> to be able to kick out. But like, I also, <laughs> I was going to say, I think they want him there because he's a pushover. So like they can do whatever 100%. they want. They, yeah. They need that. Um, I'll because, be interested to see if he moves into the new company. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, again, I, I don't know what his backstory <laughs> is, like how he come? came to Mythic Quest. Yeah. I don't know. I just, um, I enjoy his dynamic with, with Brad and Joe. And I, I like watching him with Ian too, because he's so, even when he's being rational, and making sense they're just like okay Brad. Uh, <laughs> uh okay david sure yeah all right um and you're like it wasn't a terrible point and then he follows it up with something really ridiculous and you're just like oh, shut. they were right shut up just stop and he i don't know he's this kind of he is like um sad no he is character. he's like sad. he's and he's like like and like he tries so hard that it's trying too hard mm. like again with like the when he's putting together like the equity and inclusion community or a committee or whatever right. <laughs> and, and like Brad is helping him and he's going around and they go for Rachel and she's like I'm a lesbian and he's like we could use one of those and Brad's like, mm. <laughs> and like he, yeah I know he's trying he's trying so hard I it happens with Joe too it's so funny we have to talk about that with Brad they'll they'll yeah. make these comments and Brad's like mm. Maybe yeah, not. Brad's like, mm, no. But, yeah. but David he tries that to same be... episode. He's like, I'm white and I go I don't go around going white power. And Brad's like, right. nah. he's like, David. <laughs> David, yeah. Um <laughs> you see it a lot. Like I I think Rachel has a little bit of this too. Um, where they're trying so hard. Yeah. That it comes across as trying too hard. Everyone's calling out that you're trying too hard. But but you don't like, care. They're different. <laughs> but they're also like different. Like Rachel is doing it. I don't know why because Rachel wants to be like seen as competent I don't even think that David really wants to be seen as competent he no, just, he wants, just wants to be seen to call him the boss <laughs> like that's all he cares yeah. like you know as long you know what it is for him it's as long as he's in the running just yeah. don't take the position away that's, from him because that's what happens in the Everlight episode he was the champion last year remember so yeah. he's like going around this year like in his costume like all cool or whatever right. and they're all calling him pathetic and like Brad's <clears> making fun of him constantly and behind his back, Ian and Poppy are like, yeah, we let him win last year because it was like getting kind of Ugh. sad. We let everybody win. <laughs> but he told he'll and take he probably it. knows that he'll take it. Yeah. He will absolutely take it. He was That's, out like the first round, I think he got killed. In the like, <laughs> it's so funny, though, because you put him against a different kind of Hufflepuff, like a different Hufflepuff mm-hmm. character, and they would not just take it. It's yeah. the specific kind of Hufflepuff that he is because what's his motivation? His motivation is not like, it's not seeking a powerful position. It's like he's not it's rocking seeking, the it's not rocking the boat. He just wants to right, fit. He in, wants to be included. Yeah, he wants to be included like where he can be. Like he doesn't yeah. even need like like we said, like the only thing that he really cares about with the manager position is just that he has the title. He doesn't actually embody a manager. Right. <laughs> like he just wants the reason to be included. Like there is a 
office structural reason for me to be a part of conversations yeah. when I am your manager. Oh, he's so interesting. Uh, that yes. that would just drive me absolutely insane living like and he it's does. Also, <laughs> it's also so interesting, too, because I think he's the character that interacts the most with Sue, who they yeah. stuck down in the basement and never talked to. And, she's and you like, can tell. No one takes you, you seriously because of your kind eyes. <laughs> <laughs> But you can tell that he's scared of being Sue. Like, he doesn't want to be yeah. away from everybody. No, he really doesn't. He he actually, I really think he does love them. Um, <laughs> you put him with someone like Brad. And, 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 well, and, and I'm going to say, like, when we talk about Brad, that Brad doesn't seem to really care about anybody. But it's really interesting, Brad. The situation yeah, I have Brad. to talk about that. Because uh, he does. But I wanted to say. But I, he also. He, people ship them. I didn't know that. Brad and, and Brad. David? Yeah. I didn't it's know that. Brad David. Thought oh, that what? was interesting. Yeah. You know what? I'm not mad about it. I'm, mm, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of see Brad as just a lone person. Yeah, I get that. Um, I get that. Like I not see looking David for having romance, a crush on not him. looking for sex, just, Dave, yeah. you know. I can see David having a crush on him. I <laughs> like, see there. That's that, what I can or see. Or like. Or yeah, or even like just like he obviously already has like a bro. Like when Brad was like, I ha- I need a new apartment. Or like I don't remember, he didn't even need a new apartment. But David yeah. immediately was like, Oh, you want to move in? Like yeah. we can be bachelors Loves together. Him. Like he just wants to hang out. Like, but no, I was gonna say too. Um, <laughs> just happy to be here, guys. <laughs> yeah, he's just happy to be there. <laughs> I just want to be included. Like, you oh know, my god. Because you can see that, too, when shit is going down with the company or whatever, when they're, like, trying to find a new... Str- and he's like, nobody tells me what's going on. Like, I, they don't, he doesn't even want them to come to him for decisions. He's like, just tell me what's going on. Yeah, it's true. He's very the um, girl at the end of Mean Girls that, like, just wanted to be included. And she's like, you know, oh, yeah. I just wish everyone could get along. And then you have, like... Butterflies, yeah. <laughs> Joe's the character that comes in and leads. He doesn't even go here. Um... <laughs> Oh, Which I had I something think, to say and now I can't remember. Well, if you do remember it, come back to it because I think we're going to, we can segue into oh, Joe. I had something to say well, what did about you have? David. I don't know. It was when you were talking. What were we talking about, about right mm, before you talked about the shipping? Just happy to be here, to be included. Uh, Damn. We talk fast. I don't know. We, we do move, talk fast. We move fast. It goes too fast for my, where my brain goes faster. <clears throat> <laughs> all right slytherin i already uh, forgot it <laughs> i'm too smart Brain for this conversation past it um but i think it'll be, it would be interesting to go into joe because joe and david had such a funny dynamic in the beginning where she really did she really did want to please him i think uh, from from what i recall now i've seen the second season way more um because conversations on other, well, other podcasts we've been on everything we had to rewatch the second one and I watched it with Lauren and then I rewatched it with my husband. So it like that season is more prevalent in my head. But if I recall correctly, in the first season, she very much took David seriously mm. at first. Okay. Well, well, so Joe's thing is she's attracted to power. So she took David's title at its word. Right. And she thought that he was in charge. Yeah. And I mean, she gravitates immediately to Ian. When, it's immediate. Yeah. When she sees the power imbalance. But she, it's just, when you're talking about Jill, you're talking about her base motivation. It is straight up power. And it's not something that's hidden underneath that's in subtext that you have to dig for in the character. She flat out says she wants power. She wants to be at the head of everything. She wants to be in control. Which leads to her blowout with Brad, but then her, like, coming back and defending him. It, they have a an amazing dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But her motivation is She goes back power. to David at the end of season two, too. She does. She does. <laughs> what does Brad call her? A bottom feeder? Yes. He's like, you just go from... from uh, he calls her a parasite, yeah. A parasite, yeah. Yeah. And she's not phased by this at all. Similarly no. to how David is not phased at all by being called pathetic, <laughs> she's not phased by being called out for any of her shit. She'll straight up own all of it, gladly. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because Joe, too, is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Um, and it was difficult to come to that for me for a moment, um, because I really wanted to put her in Slytherin, which would have felt like the obvious decision if you're just looking at a character at face value who's like hungry for power, hungry for leadership, extremely ambitious. You would think immediately Slytherin, especially because like she doesn't give a shit if she's hurting your feelings, which is very Slytherin and Ravenclaw. (laughs) Um, but I have never, she's another one that others so hard. (laughs) It's like, like on a dime, like not even, she doesn't even pause. Like she, like, what was it? Like, yeah, like she was all about Ion the first season. And then like, she comes back the second season and people are like, what, what? And she's like, oh no, I don't care about Ion anymore. (laughs) Yeah. That that was so last season. (laughs) Like, you know, she moves from person to person at the same speed with which she moves from like comment to comment, like she, it's very, it, it reminds me so much sometimes of Jeff from Community and how like quick he would answer. He he was never caught without a response, and neither is mm-hmm. she. So I at first was very like, oh, she's like a Jeff Winger Slytherin kind of, mm-hmm. and it very quickly becomes obvious that she's she's not a Slytherin because she wouldn't be. I feel that a Slytherin would actually have just already come to the position they wanted to be in. I don't think. Yeah. I was going to say, that's the thing about Joe. Like she keeps saying she wants to be in charge. And I'm not really sure that that's, I know I'm not convinced. I think she wants to hang around the people who are in charge and have them like, like her and favor her. (laughs) And like, because I don't know that she wants to do the work. Like, I think, I think Brad says this to her and, you know, Brad is coming from an entirely different like place, but he's like, He's like, so you did none of the work and you're and you're getting all the credit. Like, nice. Like, yeah, good job. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what you do. And she, yeah. like, I think that's Joe. Like, she's like, I don't want to actually put any like effort or right. ambition into this. I just want to be surrounded by the people who are in charge exactly. and who can make things happen for me. Yeah. And you see, like, Poppy is the Slytherin we've sorted on the show before. Poppy can also other people she also can be little people um that's fine she doesn't do it to the degree that joe does though um and she is on par with ian she already is in the position of power she's she's got it she's she also i don't know there. that she others people either she's like i well, either like you or like i don't yeah, care about the way you. she talks to people i guess you could interpret it sometimes as othering like she'll talk I to think the, that's just her literally not seeing people, people as people <laughs> In the base memory, she's like, shut up, do what I said. (laughs) Get me more candy. I guess it's not quite othering. She just can be mean. She's literally not seeing them as people. Joe, like, actually doesn't see other people. Probably we could say, like, leftists um, or liberals, like, humans. Because she's a fucking... What is she saying? She's a Midwest conservative. Conservative conservative white girl, yeah. (laughs) He's a picture of Reagan. (laughs) She's like, that's my... That's my viewpoint. I'm gonna choke because I'm getting over a cold. I can't laugh as hard. She had. Do you remember? Do you remember in the freaking quarantine episode? She had that framed uh, photo of Ronald Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) It's mine. (laughs) Ronnie. 
can't. Bonnie Reagan? I can't. She's so, so she, when she's other, but it's, but okay. I have to give it to Joe, like when people chastise her and they're like, too far, Joe. Like that's, that's bordering on a hate crime, Joe. You can't say that. She's like learning and listening. I'm sorry. She, she's like, is she or she's just like oh, okay just say no, that. she's like a kid she reminds me of like my she, daughter but i'm like you can't say fuck that's an adult word you're five and she's like huh okay and she's she, like uh, she just puts in her brain and she's like oh, all right rachel i <laughs> me is gonna be awful. i don't know what to tell you i know um <laughs> But so she'll put it in her brain and like she factors it away, Joe. She'll do that and she'll be like, fine, fair enough. Like you have to appeal to you, you appeal to her logically or she's just going to be like, OK, whatever, you dumb hippie bastard. Like that's jo- like she can't. Yeah, you help cut it. through her emotion. What happened? You cut through her emotion. Yeah. Um, she's certainly an emotion. Like you, one of those. Yeah. One of those points was literally when she was like you know in the battle and like hitting Rachel and she's like die lesbian and they're like Joe you can't say that she's like just die yeah, Brad's like Brad's like Joe and it's I like, just Joe, tell you to not die. hate crime there I can't I fucking can't uh, but I that's the to, thing about Joe too like she, she get an is, inhaler and this breathe is, this is after the episode <sighs> where um Dana and Rachel like came out to everybody, right? Where they went into Brad's office and Joe was there and they were like... Joe's the one who says we could use one of those. It's not David. <laughs> Joe says no. it. No. <laughs> oh my God. But, um, but no, they go in because they start dating and they go... And yeah. Brad's response is something we can talk about with Brad because it's really fucking funny. Mm. But both of them are like, so? I honestly just think Joe, like... I almost want to say that her she's so simplistic as a Hufflepuff because people are like, this is what I am. And Joe's like, that is what you are forever. Right. Like, you know, it's like- true. It's true. <laughs> and once she places the judgment, that's going to tell her whether or not you're worth gravitating towards as a mm-hmm. common person. She'll talk to you as someone she'll spit on or as someone she'll want to like befriend to become powerful. So she she does this like with Brad's brother brother. Mm-hmm. It didn't take much. It didn't take no, much to have her nothing. Um, a oh, little that's bit what of I was going to say she... about David. But that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that episode, especially, you can see because Brad's brother—I forget his name—only needs to be like one percent nice to David before mm. David is falling all over him. It's oh, like you're this right. is my brother. Yeah, and yeah. He, like he he ju- and he and you're right that I like it's so Zach. it's it's Zach. That's right. It's almost so sad that the office is his community because they clearly have no respect for him. Yeah. I don't want to say that none of them like actually like him. Like, I don't think like all of the personalities in that office. I don't think they'd give him the time of day if they didn't hold like some regard for him, but they definitely don't respect him. And he's going around like Zach comes in and says it's Brad's birthday. And David like gets him a cake and like yeah. brings it to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm. So sad. I know. But you know what? Uh, but Brad will do that shit to anybody. I don't know if that's just because it's a David thing. It's just like. No, I'm not saying I, it's just. But, but the way you, that David Lauren, like, can responded. You like someone and not respect them. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, no, I, that's I what I was saying. I think they have some possible. regard for him, but yeah, they don't respect him. Some regard's a great way of putting it. I think that they don't want him to die, but they don't care <laughs> they don't want him to if he's living they, around them. <laughs> well, no. 
They care so far as they want. They need him to be the boss, so they can continue. So that they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. So so okay, and and that was true of Joe to a point when she saw that Brad was better at being manipulative and at at just having power. She jumped right over. Brad said he would train her too. Right. Obviously, she wasn't learning anything. But how quickly she she also jumps off that too, and she become they become arch nemeses, and uh, she is trained properly to devour him. That's the weird thing about <laughs> I mean like that's what Brad wanted to do he was like when you have learned to devour me I'll have trained you properly <laughs> but yeah. like but I think that was his problem with it because his brother I don't think Brad has any respect for like how his brother does things because his brother just you know like right his brother is kind of like a parasite in the way that he does and like he's successful at it yeah but he doesn't like overtake a company he like tricks people into he comes in from the back door yeah he comes out from like under it like he doesn't yeah and i don't think i don't think brad respects that and so and like joe just immediately was like oh here's a really easy way to like get some money which is power and to like screw over brad Mm -hmm. which he told me he wanted me to do like this is how i devour him and brad's like no this is like awful (laughs) like you're doing a really bad job at this yeah i i'm trying to show you the way Padawan um, to eventually devour me but she like listen she doesn't succeed in the end the way she wants to but she does fucking rattle him because bringing his brother in was like the biggest trump card probably that you could have on Brad so Mm -hmm. she does navigate her way successfully throughout the company to try to get what she wants but we haven't seen her and this is why I'm like really excited about seeing her journey progress too we haven't seen her get to a point where she's like no longer climbing or jumping where she's just existing and happy. So I'm really interested in seeing where she'll go from here. She's gone from powerful person to powerful person to powerful person. And I'm waiting for her to kind of do that on her own. I really, I want to see her with her own office, (laughs) um, othering her own assistant (laughs) brutally. (laughs) Because I don't think, I just just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think that's what she wants. (laughs) So maybe she wants like, to be part of a team. So or weird. you think I don't think she wants Well, she wants to belong somewhere. Because that yeah, is No, but here's the thing, like like I was saying at the beginning, like I don't think Joe I don't think she wants responsibility for somebody. Like I don't think she wants a mentee. I think she'd be happy to have people that she can like yell at and bark right. at. She already does. And there are already people who aren't below her. Like there are people that are clearly like above her and she yeah. like has no problem being like do this do that for me like i don't think she like she wants to be around power she doesn't want to like she wants power by association right like she doesn't want to actually be powerful because that's a lot of work (laughs) and i also like i think it's a lot of work and i think she also is like i don't actually want people to come after me you know yeah like when 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 brad is like the fbi is gonna come for you she freaks out. She is definitely genuinely scared of repercussions and of um, yeah, having she, something she's serious She's terrified of what's going to happen. I think she, it's so funny. I think she's exactly like the Republicans that she esteems where it's like, I want to do all the bad stuff, but the second I actually have to face the repercussions of my actions, I don't have. Who did you say she was have, like before? Annie. Uh, I don't remember. You said she was like Annie. Annie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because it's yeah. true. I think um, we, we don't know Annie's uh, politics. The, but no. 
it, but it's the same kind of um, thirst for a semblance of power and respect. I think Joe wants to be respected. I think she wants to be feared. I don't necessarily think she wants to be like president of the company. No, I don't think she wants to do all that work. But I do well, think she like, wants people falling at her feet. It is exactly like Annie where she'll, you know, like her fucking pen and she screams at people, but people scream back and she's immediately like, oh, like, don't, you know, yeah. like it's I think it's the same thing. Like she but it's so, manipulative uh, when Annie does it and when Joe does it. But it's not it's not like it's not. I mean, I, it is a little manipulative, but it's also exactly how they're feeling. Like at le- when I feel I feel that Slytherins and Ravenclaws definitely when they wade into shit, we're ready for the consequences. Uh-huh. You know, like we're ready to do something about them or we know that they're coming and are like ready to face them and not avoid them. Right. And I think even Gryffindors are like that. I don't think that you guys necessarily think about consequences, but you are very hero complex in the <laughs> way that you're like, I, I deserve this for what I did. Yeah. You know, like I think I think sometimes Hufflepuffs and I think this is really true of Joe are like, I want the good shit, but I don't want to face <laughs> I don't want the stuff yeah. that happens because I did this shit. I think that's because they're so convinced of how of what the right thing is. I think they're so I, well, so I, I was gonna say sure like, of that. more specific than that. They're so convinced of their role and what they should be doing in the role, right? Yeah, it, it's true. But it's, it's also not necessarily like, the right thing. But I mean, in a broader sense, like they're so convinced, whether it's politics, whether it's like how people should be behaving or talking to each other or treating one another or for Annie, like how they should be acting in school for like yeah, the it's, judgments it's, of others. It comes with being not, a Hufflepuff. Yeah. And it's I'm, I'm saying I don't think it's necessarily that they're like, this is the right thing. They're like, this is where you fit and this is what you should do. Like, this is how you are supposed to react because mm. I know where you fit. Yeah. And I know where I fit. It, of, they're extremely confident in where you should go and where they should go. That's true. I, I um, think it's just interesting when talking about Hufflepuffs, how hardcore the judgment is, because it's it's heavy in that house. There's a lot of um, a lot of judgy judginess. And sometimes it's deserved. You know, like yeah. a, a Hufflepuff can sense or suss out a fuckhead quicker <laughs> than people in other houses can sometimes. I guess. So the gut feeling in a Hufflepuff is strong, but it also like if you, it it depends on how you want to use that. Do you want to use that power for good or bad? And Joe just wants to use it to like (laughs) climb to be associated with power, not necessarily climb to power herself. I guess I was trying to articulate that their um, sense of like, this is what you should be doing isn't based in morality like it would be for a Gryffindor. It's literally based in like, this is this is how I think you should be acting and you're not. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why she's so disgusted with David, right? It. She's like, you're the boss and you're not being a boss. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, bye. It's so interesting. There's certain things like, like Annie or Joe will say to a person they work with or go to school with or whatever that I, as a Gryffindor, look at and I'm like, I can't believe they just said that to their face. Like, you just mm-hmm. came out and fucking said it. And that's like, as a I have no problem saying something to someone's face, but a lot of the time, you really got to get to a point where you deserve it, or I'm not going to come out and say that to you. Like, they, Hufflepuffs really don't have a problem with cutting you down where you stand. 
Um, mm-hmm. If they feel you deserve it, if they feel like this is this would benefit you to hear because you're not behaving how you should be behaving. So let me help you get there by telling you how pathetic you are and how wrong this is. It's stupid. Um, you're a pathetic little man, David. And that's really how she operates with everybody. And it's scary. I would be scared to have someone like that in my life. <laughs> Oof. Somebody telling you how you're not living up to their expectations. Mm, don't constantly. love that. Don't love that. <laughs> But I do love her. It's really, it's a really interesting dynamic. She's one of the first Hufflepuff characters we've sorted probably besides Cass and Thor that I really love because I, you guys know, if you've been following or if like you pay attention to Regina Lover with me, um, if they are hot or funny, I love them deeply, mostly funny. Um, And I think she's fucking hilarious. And a lot of that has to do with how, you know, like, the lines and obviously and how she's acted and portrayed you, of course that credit goes entirely to her actress love quite a few hufflepuffs we've been on a streak lately but you like regina and you like mac okay and i you- wouldn't say mac's like my favorite though you can't like like mac is just he's part of a circle of weird <laughs> freaks that i adore <laughs> but he's not my favorite one on there but i do love many a hufflepuff you're right there it's just much of the time a Hufflepuff is the type of person who um, is there to enforce like good or just behavior and like be the scent be just they really I really do think they want to do good and I really do think all Hufflepuffs want to be useful so badly and so much of the time I'm just like you're just being a stick in the mud like stop (laughs) trying to work so hard and just come with me and have fun and they won't they won't. None of my Hufflepuff friends were ever like that either. I'm like, stop studying for the test that's going to dictate where you're going to go for the rest of your life and come party. And they wouldn't. And I don't get it. But that's fine. I still love them. I still got love for you. As as displayed, as proven by my love for Joe. She, I think she really is my favorite character on the show because she's so fucking ridiculous. She's so ridiculous. And you see how I have said before that Annie is like my least favorite community member? Mm-hmm. But Annie and Joe have a lot in common, and Joe is my. They're favorite extremely similar on this. I show. think if you like matched those shows together, yeah. I, like if they played one another, I think that would be the match. I think I'm just made uncomfortable by how people <laughs> treat Annie and the fact okay. that she's young, and the positions that she's put in on the show. It weirds me out. I think that's why I sort of am like that with Annie. But I I enjoy characters like that that can. <laughs> because I she's respect the same age as Troy and Abed, huh? She's the same age as Troy and Abed, but they're not being constantly sexualized. I don't like that. I didn't love that. They start out with her being very young and pointing to it being very young, and they're like, uh-huh, "Annie's boobs," and look at her boobs, and her cleavage is always out, and I'm going to put her in a sexy Santa outfit and have her have a whole thing with the forty year old. I don't like it, but that's okay. That's not Annie's fault. It's just. Uh, She's very goody two shoes where maybe Joe, you could say, is too if she has to be like Joe will probably play whatever role she needs to in a relationship with the person she's trying to manipulate. Like you'll see her stand down with someone who she's trying to get in good with. So like Ian or Brad, she'll put up with certain comments and like annoying things they do that she won't put up with later after she's tossed them to the side and been like, you're actually fucking pathetic. So. Maybe it's just all in how, how you want to manipulate. I don't know. I don't pretend to get into the mind of a Hufflepuff. That's your job. 
It's <laughs> my job. Yeah, you're better at it than I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I what they they confuse me, man. I don't know what to tell you. You guys exactly are the same as you, there. huh? They're like exactly the same as you, almost. I don't agree. <laughs> Just with like a twist. It's a really big uh, fucking twist. Orange twist. It's a really big twist. Um, we might be from the same company, but we're different flavors. And I don't. How does that go together? <laughs> I don't know. Why not? Why doesn't that work? I thought you were going to go. We might be from the same company, but we're in different departments. And instead you mix like a I was workplace. thinking of um, Arizona iced tea. And what? <laughs> I was thinking of Arizona iced tea. Are they from, <laughs> we might be from the same company, but we're. Yeah, oh, like OK. Pro- You're like a product. Company. A product. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and here you see the mind of a Gryffindor and a Slytherin and how different. <laughs> One of we could write a whole paper you on this. Could, One of okay, us immediately put ourselves in the position of a consumer. You could be like, we're both <laughs> created by Oreo, but we have different favorite flavored fillings or something like that, and different cookie, and a different cookie. Yeah, I think that's okay. a really good way of putting it. Like we're so, from the same brand of okay. Food you're or Nabisco. Drink. Yeah. yeah. See, if you'd used brand, I would have understood company. I was waiting for some sort of sure. workplace. Probably because you work in corporate America. <laughs> I don't um, work in corporate America. I I don't know. I think we're very different. Actually, you you tend to think we're a lot closer, more similar than we are. I I I feel. I don't think we're very similar at all. I just think you can't see it. I can't. I really fucking can't. <laughs> I can't. My whole of friends have always been like. Really, really sweet, but then when crossed, like straight up demonic, which I find hilarious because they're always the cute one and they're always like the overachiever, and it's it's so interesting. They're always very much like Annie, and the thing that makes a Hufflepuff flip or switch to angry or upset is not the thing that would make me flip or switch. So I don't know. And then the way they act when they flip or switch is also not the way I would act. Sometimes they're more rational than me. Sometimes they're less rational. Usually more rational. Um, well, you know, that comes with the territory of being Gryffindor. I don't claim to be a rational person. So, if you're Hufflepuff, it's no it's no diss to you. Trust me. I, I think I'm crazier than you are. So it'll be okay. No hate. Especially because one of yours is my favorite. I really, really enjoy watching her. Um, I don't know where she's going to go if she's the type of character who's actually not gunning for like a top level position what could she possibly do in this company or in Ian and uh, Poppy's new company Brad won't be there Brad will be in jail I (laughs) (laughs) well I was going to say I think that's like what they were starting to do with her too like Ian did it with her and Brad did too is when somebody isn't in a position of power, they're like much more expendable so they can do bad mm. shit and not face consequences for it, which is what Jill loves. So they were like, you know, like go be mean to this, like go make this person cry and Joe will go do it and loves it. And like, she doesn't face any repercussions. Oh, she doesn't, my she's God. the fucking assistant. No, <laughs> Lauren, she what? wants to be the fucking muscle like yeah. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Mac needs to now become the scale by which I understand Hufflepuffs. That's the second time Mac clicked in my head and made me completely understand from a different level. Like, wow. Annie didn't make you. Okay. Oh, from a different perspective. Okay. No, I get the Annie comparison. Yeah. But were you like not getting that she didn't actually want power? Was that hard? Yeah, that was hard. Okay. Okay. Because she's fucking saying it. 
And also, like, as a woman, I want her to want to be a woman in power, yeah. and I want to see her win. So, uh, but, like, you know what? Part of feminism is allowing women to have whatever dream or goal that they want. Yeah, and, and I'm saying, like, she actually... doesn't want... She doesn't want all the bullshit that's attached right. to power. She literally just wants the good shit. <laughs> we can respect that. We can respect <laughs> that. We love a bodyguard queen. Um, she definitely should be the muscle for everyone. <laughs> She's like a little <laughs> fucking Yorkie with a horrible bite. That would just... That's so funny. Oh, my God. Ocular pat down. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Rob certainly did write these two shows. He really mm-hmm. did. Maybe Rob's a Hufflepuff. Hey, Rob, um, I know you're listening. <laughs> can you come on the show so I can assess you as That's a person? We've got to be six degrees separation from him, right? Because we know Jen. That's Jen's true. Talk to Megan Gantz. And I'm sure Megan Gantz has talked to Rob. Yeah. So. And I know all of you beautiful people are listening to this right now, of course. Yeah. Um, and you have Rob on speed dial. So how am I going to give me a call? And I'd like to set up a meeting because I have a sneaking suspicion that the man is a hobble. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. But Joe is. Joe is definitely Hufflepuff. And I'm really interested to hear if people saw that coming or not. Because if you've been listening to us up to this point, you have to know we don't put Hufflepuff. Like all the wobbified, like cutie pie characters don't just automatically go there like Mm-mm. they do. And um, we're so mad if they do. Because then I'm like, I don't want people to think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like when we put Huff- when we put Steed there, and- I was like, "That's not why he's a Hufflepuff, though." Steed, yeah, like it's not. Yeah, I know, I know. It really hurts me when it happens because they are mm-hmm. so so complex. And you guys, Hufflepuffs, you can be so evil that it's scary. I think you <laughs> might be when a Hufflepuff goes bad. It's like, fuck, it's bad. I, Regina was a mass murderer and Rachel insists on continuing to call I, her misunderstood and sexy. So. First of all, she's so misunderstood. People do not <laughs> fucking get Regina at all. She deserved so much better than the fuckwits in that town gave to After her. After she genocided everybody, her mother they needed was to a give her another chance. Do not, do not discount childhood trauma and what trauma <laughs> can do to the brain. And then when you add that with magic, I am not surprised. Her dad, Loki, said it was be okay to murder him. Like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see... Whatever. I get her. You guys don't have to get her. Um, <laughs> she makes perfect sense to me. There you go. That I do understand Hufflepuffs, actually. <laughs> Negate everything I said before this. I totally get them. <laughs> Justice for Regina. <laughs> Free my girls. She didn't do nothing wrong. Uh, she did kill my favorite character, though, the Huntsman. So, you know, for that, <laughs> for that, I had a hard time forgiving her. <laughs> he was the best character on the her, show. Though. He jilted her. He jilted her. Yeah. He had it coming. Episode seven. He had it coming. When this character who'd spoken three lines dropped dead, Rachel was like, I'm done. I'm done with the show. I'm so sexy. He was so sexy. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Brad. Watch Fifty Shades of <laughs> No, he shaved in that. It's Ew. gross. It's Ew. not the same at all. He does He's not supposed to be a daddy. Why did he shave? Stop because the guy from Sons of Anarchy should have been him, like they said, Charlie Hunnam. And I would like oh, that movie. Yeah. Okay. Not the right. book, the adaptation. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Brad. <laughs> so Brad is like runner up for me for favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um Danny can do no wrong. 
to me in anything. I will watch anything with that man. And uh, just because, Danny, I know you're also listening. Um, you're very sexy <laughs> and very smart and very call talented. Call me if you're free And Thursday I'm night. free on Thursday. And you can call me when I am free, which is on Thursday. So... <laughs> he plays brad so can you fucking just put abed and brad next to each other for a second i like yeah that's insane so they're i know i know okay so put them next to each other for Uh a second Uh uh-huh and talk about they are so wildly different in the Uh way they present now we're having this weird conversation because they're in the same house. So yes. if you listen to our community, so if you episode, listen to the, yes, we're not going to say the house. You have to go back and listen. <laughs> yeah, um, the episode ends here. So yeah. bye. <laughs> no, he and Abed are both Ravenclaws. So like I was saying, Danny, since you're listening, call me. Come on the show with Rob, so I can find out if he's a Hufflepuff and if you're a Ravenclaw. Because ne- there's just a trend now with you. But this is what I'm saying. Ravenclaws are so fucking wild in the way that they can present across the board. You you guys, I'm sure most of you have listened to or watched Community, as I'm sure if you're listening to this now, you've watched Mythic Quest. So you've seen Danny in both of these roles. They are wildly fucking different. But they are still very much in the same house. Very much so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would they get along? No, probably not. Probably not. I- Brian would be so mean to him. He would, but Ovid wouldn't be hurt by it. He would just be like, this is a character that yeah. I'm studying. Yeah. <laughs> He'd want to study him. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't think that there would be a camaraderie there. I think they'd have to mm-hmm. really fucking work on that. Um, Brad would be mean to Troy, and then Ovid would be upset. <laughs> yeah, probably. So. <laughs> well, if you look on Community, the other Ravenclaw on the bunch, like Britta and Ovid, don't really, like, they don't have a... Mm-hmm. They don't, they have, don't get no. So it's interesting. We'll have to start. Um, it's Lauren. so interesting, actually, because I think Abed doesn't really get Britta. I don't think so like, at all. I really don't I think, think so. I think we need to start putting Ravenclaws in a room together and just see what happens. <laughs> That's what they would do. That's thinking like them. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want to watch. I just want to see what happens. You little fucking scientists. I think none of them. I think that's what's so interesting about. I think that's what's so interesting about Ravenclaws. Because, you know, we have these base motivations that people come from, right? And even, like, Gryffindors all come from a motivation of, um, I'm doing what is morally right. And we've said so many times that that's different for every person. Like, oh, yeah. Up, like, you know, like, what you think is morally right is not going to be the exact same thing. So, like, you know, Dean Winchester is going to clash with Tony Stark. Oh, like, yeah. Like, quite a few times. But... I think Ravenclaws like have more variety because systems can be so so different. So different. Yeah. And like and like and they follow like they and they study their systems like they push what buttons. What was Abed's like, system? I'm a it, it's like escaped me. It was like life as a TV show. Like sitcom. But I think we like, can, we got it down to a word. I can't remember. I can't but, remember. Um, it was like sy- systematically life runs like a TV show. Like that is the that is what like it that. is, uh, yeah. But um, I think Brad's is power through money. Yeah, uh, very very money m- motivated. Um, he's very mm-hmm. much a capitalist, like hugely yes. so. And it was so funny. Um, I was thinking about it, and like this character, I probably would not like if Danny wasn't playing him the way he plays him. Like, <laughs> I, or or even if he didn't have like the lines or the or the swagger the way he has about it, like. There's 
he's like a capitalist asshole. Truly. He, he really only yeah. cares about money. Money is the main motivator in his life. Um, he will flat out say to you, to his mother, to Jesus Christ, what am I getting out of it? His well, goal in life is to have a room full of coins like Scrooge McDuck like or Scrooge like McDuck. whatever. He money yeah, that he, he can swim in. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and he's very, very open about that. So yeah. he will help you. And let me tell you something. If he helps you, you're going to succeed at whatever your goal was. Um, but he has to get something out of it. Now, the other thing about <laughs> the other thing about um, working with a Ravenclaw, you kind of have to be careful here because it's kind of like making a deal with a genie, but like a really mischievous genie, kind of like the one in Once Upon a Time. Who's the sparkly one? Rap- not Rapunzel. What's what? his name? The sparkly lizard looking man from Once Upon a Time. What's his name? <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. So Ravenclaws very are giving very Rumpelstiltskin to me. So if you make a deal, she's dying laughing. If you make a deal with one, it's like Not just be careful. The glittery man. <laughs> just be careful because if you make a deal with Brad, you gotta kind of worry about like what it's gonna come with because Ravenclaws will get you there. <laughs> like at what he's cost? A, he's a crossroads demon. Like I don't know what else to say about demon. it. Like he fucking he when um when when like when they're refusing to do like the the battle royale or whatever, and he wants them to do it so badly because it will make them money. And so Poppy and Ion are like fighting to be like who can come up with the best idea first and like make Montreal happy or whatever. And they're both resisting this because they're like it's a disgusting money grab. There's no creativity or like finesse to it. Like right. we're not gonna do it. <laughs> And Ian like flat out refuses, and Brad manipulates Poppy into doing it, right? Um, because she's so beaten down by like not being able to be Ion that she's like, "Fine, I'll do it." And so like he lets Poppy take the credit for it because he's an, he doesn't care; he just wants the money. But then when like when his brother shows up, he's like, mm, "I manipulated her into doing it because she's weak and pathetic." Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> like he, well, like, so he needs the the motivation also. Like part part of what Brad needs also is that he needs to also be entertained. Like he money yes. is the main factor, but he needs to be entertained through the means in which he gets the money. So I don't think it would be as satisfying for him to come across like it's just a, an easy deal. You shake hands with the guy across the table and you make a ton of money. Like he wants to get there a specific in a certain way. He really wants to be entertained. He really wants to manipulate you that way. We often say Ravenclaws are chaos demons. Brad is a perfect I, representation of a chaos. Demon. I was going to say, I think he, I think he's fine with getting it the easy way. Cause like with the casino, yeah. he was just like, I want the casino. And if they had given to him, it would have been fine. They tell him but that he enjoys like, it. But they tell him that he's a, like he doesn't matter to the team and nothing that he does means anything to the company. Uh-huh. And he's like, now I'm going to fucking destroy the company. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and he makes all the monetized things free and he like locks up all their accounts so they can't get like. Yeah, you will be punished. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you will you will feel the hurt. But like, I think he you're definitely right that he needs to be entertained. If he gets things easily, I think he just finds the entertainment really easily somewhere else. Yeah. Like when he becomes part of the equity and inclusion committee. Or, like, he doesn't really care that this no. stuff is implemented. Or, like, when he's listening to David talk about the cookie or whatever, he's literally there to push buttons and, like, see what happens and to cause oh, yeah. issues. Like, he's asking stupid questions that are, like, tripping David up or whatever. And then he's like, all right, and now I'm not going to provide you the solution unless you beg. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I came here and I <laughs> fucked all of it up. And now you need to <laughs> beg me. <laughs> he's like, the, this is also something... Uh, that's common in a lot of Ravenclaws too. Uh, if you cross them and you fuck with them, 
Like, I really don't think for a Ravenclaw that it's enough to just move on from that point. I think they really do want to see some punishment. Um, and I'm, I'm seeing, I see that with like Ravenclaws I know. I see that with Ravenclaws that we've sorted. So it's there with Brad. Um, it's there with a few Ravenclaws that we can't. I can't talk about some of the ones that we know. There's, it's like he. He does not give like a damn about anybody personally at work, or like at least that's the and he's like there's some argument there because you bring in the whole like pig thing and they're like oh he was too like weak to kill the pig because he ended up liking it and then he like ends up not he can be nice the he's not yeah I ain't called him a sociopath he's not a sociopath I think the thing it like the pig was his the company is his it's his thing I <clears throat> definitely think he sees himself as like the moving the chess pieces on the board of the company or whatever. The thing, so he like, has he's to, like, it's my thing. I I've built this, it to be my thing. I get this with Ravenclaws. It's not othering anybody else. It's just that with a Ravenclaw like Brad, they think that people immediately starting as a baseline are beneath him. Like he does think he's always the smartest person in the room. Oftentimes he's correct. And that kind of thinking will get you to become a little bit sociopathic after a while to constantly always be right and to get everything that you want. So I think um, he he just I can't say othering. It's not quite that. No, I mean I'm saying like I I don't know that I would say like he really like he can like we say about other Ravenclaws he could walk away. But like when his brother shows up and is like time to like drain oh, the company right. and take what everything. I was to say, he, yeah, he when a Ravenclaw decides something is important to them. It can be a person, it can be a pet, it can be a company. When something is important to them, that's when you cut through that weird, like, people where we've come across Ravenclaw sometimes where you're just like, how how can you just get emotionally attached to something and then just fuck off and leave? Because, like we say all the time, they're the ones who could get up and leave a friend group, a family, whatever. Um, but they have very strange attachment styles where when something becomes theirs... It changes the game up. They don't look at it the same way that they're looking at other people in the room or I other think, animals on the farm. So the, the pig no, was important I, to him. Well, I think it's like I I systematically shaped this and it follows my system exactly and I like it and I want to keep it. It's mine. It works for what I do. Like my worldview is here in this thing. So but I, I think, keep it. but Lauren, he ha- he has empathy. Like this is what I'm saying. I really don't think he's a psychopath. Like I don't think you could I didn't diagnose say he him. He's a psychopath. Know? So I think he does care about the pig. Like I think he didn't want to kill. I, the I'm pig. not saying he didn't care about the pig either. But I'm saying like I'm trying to. I don't know that he really like likes anybody at the company. You know, like I don't think I don't think he'd call any because think he, he thinks like, they're stupid. Says, because he thinks yeah, they're stupid. But I, I'm saying I think he flat out says like I wouldn't hang out with you outside of work. Like I'm literally only here for work. But I'm saying, like, the reason that he didn't, like, destroy the company or dismantle the company isn't because he really, like, cared about anybody there. <laughs> he just, like, is the company is my thing. <laughs> like, it's yeah, my thing. Yeah, he's put work into it. Um, yeah. And, and I think you also have to look at the way Brad is the way Brad is because look at his fucking brother. So you're the little brother in a situation like that. And his dad was verbally and emotionally abusive, probably. Like, I don't know anything else beyond that. He but was. I know That's he, what we know he was a dick to him. Um, so he he had to immediately go into survival mode. And we've seen other survivalist Ravenclaws, okay? You've seen Charlie Kelly. He won't die. So when you trigger a Ravenclaw in that way to put them into survival mode, some weird shit comes out, okay? So some weird shit came out of Brad. It really did. That's, it manifested in strange ways. 
I mean, yeah. And I was like, I, like, I don't even know if he really likes Joe, but he's proud of Joe because he's like, I did that. Like, you know, like, yeah. I, I taught well, you because that. I, but, like, you call, people say, or like we have said before, like a, a common trait of a Slytherin is that they put themselves first, like you're number one. It's common of Ravenclaws too. It really is. With Ravenclaws, like they're, they start at a baseline. They start as themselves as the most important and they move out from there. And it's really obvious in some and less obvious in others. It's really fucking obvious in Brad. Brad's number one. It's it's like an interesting, different view. I don't like, yeah, yeah, because I mean, Slytherins are so easy because it's just like they just like they emotionally care about themselves first. I feel like with Ravenclaws, it's like survival. They well, well, I think it's also that like. Who follows my system better than me? Because I made it mm. up. So, like, obviously, I'm the most. I'm the perfect king one. of my own world. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. the king of my thing, and everybody else is just trying really hard. Yeah. <laughs> to do what I do. So, in but their yeah. system, they're no. number one. Everything works out of there. So, if he sees Joe as an extension of himself, she's now part of his weird little system, his weird little planets that are fucking orbiting each other. Yes, he created it. He put work into it, so he cares about it. Same with the pig. Same with, I don't know what else does he care about money. Money. Like he cares about the monetization, monetization, monetization of the, the game. game. He does. Yeah, he, he really does. So, and he's not gonna like. He doesn't have to fucking be there. He could probably be successful anywhere he goes. He has that kind of brain. He could be successful anywhere. But he has a knack for this, and he wants it to be good. He doesn't like when it doesn't work out well. He doesn't like when things go off the script or like. He doesn't emote it. He doesn't panic the way like David would get all up in arms and start squealing. And like other characters would start screaming. Certainly Ian would probably punch a wall. You don't see it that way in Brad. But Brad does not want to put out. I don't think Brad wants to put out a shitty product. I really don't. It's a, no. It's attached to him. And he doesn't like. He also just like wants to make things happen. Like he didn't care about taking credit for Battle royale like mm. poppy got the car and the shit and, like he didn't care that he didn't get a car he was just like happy he was like i made her do that yeah and like the money is rolling in and it's a success he's literally just happy with the fact that he was like i had this idea and it worked told you they're like, like y'all were stupid i'm t- it's so obvious in some of them it's really obvious in brad just being a fucking puppet master and really mm-hmm. enjoying what well, his little puppets do on the street like if they go where he wanted them to go he's not even surprised by it anymore because it's he, been working that way for him for his whole life. My fucking, my favorite, <laughs> the most Ravenclaw, this type of Ravenclaw especially, is when Dana and Rachel go in to tell him that they're dating or whatever. We talked about this earlier because mm-hmm. Joe was like, who cares? Brad was like that too. He was like, who cares? But he like, he continued. He was like, your relationship has literally no bearing on this company or the production of this company. And the fact that you think so is both sad and and confusing and I'm either sad or confused which tells you how insignificant you are to me <laughs> like he's just like, like sir you didn't need to <laughs> why Brad <laughs> fucking why <laughs> like you see I invent Poppy you do that to him all the time he'll come out with something that is so out of pocket and did not yeah. be said and they're both like what the fuck is wrong with you they're like why? you're a dick and he's like yeah I thought everybody knew that like why are you telling me he just really wants everyone to know 
or to feel he's an asshole. Don't try to come near me. I don't want to socialize with you. I don't Mm want to fucking hang out with you. I don't want you ever getting the idea that I want any kind of a relationship with you beyond a working one where you do what you're supposed to do and behave like a little puppet that you fucking are. Like he (laughs) doesn't want to get close to anybody. The fact that he fucking goes to federal prison. (laughs) And the way he orchestrates that walkout. In order to be the shark again. Oh my god. And the way Joe like runs up right behind him. Let us see people. We go immediately into her little role. Oh my god. This is why they're. We have fucking told you guys before. And I will die on this hill. The Hufflepuff Ravenclaw relationships. Are the most chaotic. Insane things. I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. They manifest in such bizarre. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Ways every single time, every time. I don't know what it is. One day it will scientifically click in my head, but it's <laughs> difficult because Hufflepuffs and Ravenclaws can be on this like crazy scale. There can be so many differences between people within their own house. Like, look at David and look at Joe in this episode <laughs> alone. They are yep. both Hufflepuffs, so it's it's hard to pinpoint what it is about this dynamic that we see over and over again that Lauren and me are just like, oh, I understand so, now why they're so weird together. It's a Ravenclaw yeah. and a Hufflepuff again. What is it? I have to find George a Hufflepuff friend and I have to like really <sighs> test it out. In- George would kill them. I don't know, Lauren, because they're successful in all these other places. <laughs> it has to be the right kind of Hufflepuff, that's all. Yeah. For, for George's type of Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it can't be. I don't, I don't know. I can't talk about this here. We can't mm, have this discussion. I was going to say, what, you, what are you going to say? Like, it can, I was going to say. It can't be like a Thor Hufflepuff. Um, really? Yeah, I don't think he doesn't like Thor. So it can't be wow. someone okay. sweet. Um, and mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. It can't be someone like that. They have to be insane. <laughs> So, like, Mac. <laughs> I can see him with the Mac off of Oh, my fucking God. It's just Charlie and Mac. Yeah. Never mind. I have to keep him away from Hufflepuffs. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to deal with this chaos in my life. Um, I, I once again implore and beg of you out there, if you've, if you've sorted yourself correctly by listening to us as a Ravenclaw mm-hmm. or Hufflepuff, do you have a Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff friend? Please tell me about your relationship. I want to study you. You're making me feel like a Ravenclaw. Like, I want to observe you in a fucking lab to figure out why every time this dynamic is so wild. We have Haley and Illy. They're pretty vanilla for a... For, as a pairing? Yeah. As a... As a they're both mellow people. Yeah, of their like home they both houses. just work. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get two people who are just kind, normal humans right. and aren't like sociopath, wild, whatever the fuck these characters are, it works like really nicely. It's a really calm, beautiful relationship. When you start moving people further down the scale, I think our other friends are fucking crazy. They are. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> we can't name them here. But just trust us. There's a dynamic between two that we know. <sighs> I. Mm, it's fucking wild, guys. You can't. Please, please tweet us. Please. I need, I need to know more if this is you. If this is your, if you're married to one, you're best friends with one. Let me know. 
please personally. Oh, yeah, I want a married couple. We still have only had one romantic couple. It was Dash and Get Lily. Get out of here. Yeah. Are you serious? All of the other ones have been friends. There's no fucking way. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Okay. Keep people entertained. <laughs> I'm going to go through their Instagram right now. All right. I'll look riff. At <laughs> okay. I don't believe you. There's no fucking way. There haven't been. <laughs> Not unless I'm like seriously missing somebody, but I, because that's the first time we ever talked about it was Dash and Lily. And we're like, oh, romantic no, pairing. S- uh, fucking Steed and Blackbeard. Oh, okay. Insane. Insane couple. I think it's that so might weird, be the only one. Steed isn't really insane. Like, just Blackbeard is. But he is. But the dynamic yes, of is. them together. Why they I guess like he's kind other. of insane for a Hufflepuff. Like, he just up and left he his family. And then, <laughs> and then, like, had nightmares about it. Was like, but I'm never going back. And then yeah, he hears no, that they fucking, think he's dead. And he's like, now I'm going back. I don't back. know. You people out there who watch Our Flag Means Death, people act like Steed is just this little Renewed for season pie. two. Hey. Let me tell you, Steed is not this little sweetie pie. Okay? He's he's a chaos goblin as well. And that's why his boyfriend is a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Uh, they're fucking insane so uh i don't know i i really felt shocked that i didn't end up with uh slytherin joe i really really Really? felt like i was gonna land there i when um when you when you texted me earlier i think joe was the one i expected to fight on although it was funny because i'm pretty sure i told you who i thought joe was like the last time we talked to jen i think after we had our thing i was i thought we discussed brad and i remembered no, we've been discussing Brad forever. Like we yeah, knew like when I we did when we one. did no, if we did when we did Ian and Poppy, we knew that Brad was a Ravenclaw. Um, but I'm pretty sure that I told you where I that thought you Joe thought was, was and, and yeah, and you were like, no. <laughs> I was like, um, well, I don't, I don't, I don't remember my reaction, but I know that it was, it was hard for me because, like, of all the reasons I said when we started talking about it, she seems on the surface, and again, I think this just might be my like girl queen boss bitch thing that i want for her where i'm like she's ambitious and she's driven and she's a go-getter and she's gonna be queen of the company like she actually doesn't fucking want that Mm -hmm. and once you realize that for her that she is not a slytherin but it's just like that's where that's where i naturally wanted her to go i i also really really enjoy slytherin um ravenclaw friendships like so much the same way i enjoy hufflepuff ravenclaw ones me so I wish I like we had more of those them. too. They're so entertaining, but they keep they keep putting um, the Slytherin Gryffindor pairings together all the time. But you know what? Yeah. We I was gonna say we haven't and had we one. We just of, fucking had one. Yeah, we just did one. <clears throat> um, it's did not. We? Yeah, Peter and Gwen. No. Oh yeah, not yeah. Gwen. Peter and what's her name? Mad Mary Jane. Jane. Yeah, yeah, we did. It doesn't stop. It needs to stop. Don't be kidding. It's fine. It's a great dynamic. Uh, we haven't had a Gryffindor in a minute. Well, we had Serena. Never mind. Yeah, Never I was going to say, we just spent Never a lot mind. of time talking about <laughs> Let me clarify. You were. We haven't had a Gryffindor on this episode in the past hour and a half we've been recording. And it's been really difficult for me personally. We should always be talking about them. <laughs> so on that note, let's discuss what a Gryffindor is on the show. Ian, let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> He's the only Gryffindor, too. I love Ian and Brad together. They are so mm-hmm. fucking funny together. They just, like, look at each other. They have no respect for one another. No, he, there's care. that scene where it's like, Ian's like, oh, no, I hate him. And Brad's like, yeah, I feel nothing for him. Yeah, <laughs> it's not 
I can't even call it mutual respect. It's just like a need for one another's services. Yes. And they're cool with that yep. person existing there. Or, or like yep. backing them up when someone else is being very stupid. That's really all that relationship is, which I just find, th- I love. I love that. They, they're they not liars. Like that's a, a really, uh, something I find really interesting about Ravenclaw and Gryffindors where we talk about the similarities between them. The ha- Those houses in particular have a really hard time lying about their feelings for people or their feelings about each other. So it's really funny that they don't like each other because, of course, that comes out immediately. Well, yeah, because for Ravenclaws, it's hypocrisy. And for Gryffindors, it's not thinking through the consequences of what Absolutely. they're about to say. Absolutely. You got to like, get... Yeah, these are my feelings. <laughs> no, my feelings. No, my feelings. There will be a quiz later on my feelings. <laughs> you better fucking pass it. <laughs> but if you don't, I'll forgive you. <laughs> okay. Thank you for joining us for our second Mythic Quest episode. Hopefully there will be more to come. There are several other characters we could sort again. They are so funny. There are so many things right about this show, and I I can't wait to keep watching it. It's fucking amazing. So thank you for being here. Please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Um, Help get us up there. Listen, I don't know if there's another podcast that you listen to that sorts people into Harry Potter houses. I don't know. Maybe they got bullied off the internet by all the people who mock us and make fun of us. <laughs> rightfully so. But in, in that case, I feel like, you know, we're one of the only ones in the game. So give us some, you know, give us some stars and um, we'll love you forever. Thanks so much. Bye. Next time we're doing the last Spider-Man that we have to do. The last live action Spider-Man. That's I think true. We're doing Into the Spider-Verse later this year. Um, but live action and we actually get a uh, switch up in the fucking characters because there is no Mary Jane for Andrew Spider-Man. It's Gwen. Doing Gwen Spacey. So will she be a Gryffindor? Will we finally get a different? Well, she's not MJ. So let's see. She's not will MJ. Pe- I mean, I will hope. Will this Peter be a different house than the other oh, two Peters? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, geez. I'm not sure. It's know. Hannah's birthday. So that's what we're doing for that. Oh, Yeah. And also 4th of July. Happy America Day. And what's more American <laughs> than Spider-Man? <laughs> not America's ass. And anyway, say that here. <laughs> <I> can say. <laughs> that to Toby climbing up the Empire State Building with the fucking American flag. No, he's not climbing. He's jumping. He's parkouring across the building. <laughs> Parkour and the flag. Nothing more American than that, brah. All right. Thanks for being here. I apologize. And we'll see you in two weeks. Hey. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging, please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media. And if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye.